Hello and welcome or welcome back to the Next Step Nonstop podcast. My name is Erica and I'm your host. On today's episode, we're discussing the realities of starting a family in your 30s. Next Stop Nonstop is a travel and lifestyle podcast that promotes the importance of traveling and mental wellness for millennial women. We discuss everything from travel to dating and careers to mental health. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> All right, perfect. So what we're going to do is we're going to start off and have Obene go ahead and introduce herself to us, and then we'll get into the juicy stuff. All right. Well, my name's Obene. I am 31 years old. I have a family of one. Um, me and my husband, we just had a child. He's well, we just have a child. He's one now. Um, <laughs> And I guess a little bit about me, um, my occupation, I am a nurse practitioner by trade, um, born and raised in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, and ethnic-wise, I am Nigerian, um, so raised Nigerian um, with the culture. So that's a little bit about me. Um, I love it. All right. So let's get right into it, okay? So did you actually plan to wait until your 30s to start your family? So... It's so funny because when I was younger, me and my best friend, we've always been a thing like by 30, I'm going to have a family. By 30, I'll have a kid. By 30, I'll have a So basically in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to party it up to the 30. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's so funny how like, you know, when they say it's, it's best for you to recite what you want mm -hmm. day by day, when you affirm to yourself like, okay. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. It can happen. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a big believer in that. And I'm also a big believer in prayer. Um, I prayed about it. And it just, honestly, once I turned 30, everything just went like this. Um, Wait, zero to 100. Yeah. So <laughs> I did get married around 27. Okay. Um, and me and my husband were like, okay, when we when we got married, we were like, listen, no kids in the next two years. Uh -huh. So we traveled. We did things. We really got to know each other. Um, and it was hard because, you know, family came around. Hey. Anybody in the oven? Anybody? Mm -hmm. Of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you know, just the pressure. It was it was hard. It was hard. Um, and I think like once we got once I got to like 29, almost turning 30, I was like, looked at my husband, I was like, let's start. Let's just free blow. Let's just 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 do it. <laughs> um, you know, if it happens, it happens. And that's yeah. pretty much what happened. And it's funny because COVID happened. So yes. when COVID happened, everybody was in the house. I was in the house. <laughs> so we had time because we're both in the healthcare profession. So okay, um, I want to say for me, COVID was a blessing. Honestly, it gave me time to relax, focus mm -hmm. on making a baby. Yeah, I love it. See happened. now, I was gonna say people don't think about that side of it. Yeah, mm -hmm. they don't. <laughs> a lot of people were pregnant during COVID. Yes. Like, yeah. When I went to my, like, when I used to go to my OB appointments, it would be, like, people in the waiting room. I'm like, Aww. are we still doing COVID precautions? Like, <laughs> people in the waiting room. I'm like, okay. That's crazy. Um, so, actually, yeah. saying that now, how was it? Were you nervous? I mean, actually being pregnant during COVID, yeah. all of that, like, at the peak, basically. Yes. How did you feel very, with all that? It was very nerve-wracking. It was yeah. very nerve-wracking. I only saw my immediate family. Oh, yeah. I didn't go to any, like, Easter, Thanksgiving, yeah. none of that. Um, I've always, I used to always wear double masks. Yeah. And crazy enough, I was working with COVID patients while pregnant. Oh, um, wow. How was were like, that? Yeah, that's nuts. You know, nursing is my profession. So I, I couldn't, like, 
stay home. Yeah. No, yeah. I didn't start stay home till like maybe two weeks before I was due. Oh my gosh. Oh, you, yeah, you, you dug it out. Yeah. So even at work, I would wear like a triple mask. Yeah. You I have to. Wash my hands. Never now, wore the inside. Like, did I, you guys like end up doing like the face shields and the body yes, covers? The yeah. Shields, yeah. The body covers. Um, yeah. It was, wow. it was how people looking at me. I mean, my, 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 my contract at the time, they were very nice. So they wouldn't okay. do the COVIDs. Okay. Um, but there was sometimes where we couldn't help it. I was gonna say it got to the point where I think they were on every floor in every hospital, right? Running out of beds and everything. I tripled up for sure. Um so yes, that was one thing about me. Um, but it was I mean, I came out okay. I prayed about it. Yeah. I definitely got my vaccine. Yeah. With that, I felt like extra protected. I know a lot of people were like biased against it at the time. Yeah. And especially being pregnant. So I I was going to say now, now I got a whole bunch of questions about the COVID thing. (laughs) (laughs) So how did that um, sway your, uh, I guess your choice to do that? You know, being pregnant and getting the vaccine. I'm pro vaccine. I'm so pro. Like, (laughs) front of the line. Like, yeah. Like what? I'm like, I don't know, because I just feel like for me and my explanation, my understanding of the vaccine, I'm like, you know, SARS wasn't something new to us. Yeah. You know what I mean? SARS was something that happened in the past. This yeah. is a different mutation. Yes. So, you know, the vaccine, the people were like, oh, my God, the vaccine was created. So it was so quick. Crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and to me, I was just like, I had to do research. You yeah, know what I mean? For sure. I think once... um they call it ACOR, the American Obstetrics, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. They came out with like the study for pregnant women to get it. That was like my okay to go. I, I definitely it. waited till the third trimester. Okay. Um, I wanted him to make sure I wanted to make sure he had his ten fingers, ten yeah. toes. Before <laughs> I, I like got the way you're thinking. Uh huh. <laughs> uh, but I def I waited to the last minute. I'm not even gonna front. I waited yeah. to like my almost like my last ultrasound when I knew he wow. had all his body parts and stuff. Then yeah. I, then I felt more comfortable. That makes sense. Um, yeah. No, but I, I was nervous. I did a lot of, of research course. though, of and you know, Instagram doesn't help sometimes. Yeah, girl. There, like, I like when they put those little disclaimers now on Instagram or Facebook. They're like, you have to, you have to. <laughs> yeah. but you know, that's interesting. So I don't know. I've, I've seen the the studies where they talk about um, if the mother while pregnant gets uh, the COVID vaccine, then mm-hmm. the baby has antibodies. Yep. And I'm like, that's fantastic. Yeah. So I, don't, I mean, I don't know if, how you can test it or if, you, you know, if that's a thing, but I'm like, if that's the case, yeah, even better. You know yep. what I mean? So we actually so. tested him too, and it, it is yeah. Oh, it's that's, yep. that's wonderful. So that was one of the things we did when we first had him, my husband had some kits, so we tested him. Um, he had it, and then I got it again because I did the second shot, the second shot. Mm-hmm. when I was breastfeeding, maybe by okay. like one month when he was a month old. So he okay. got like more of that. So Love yeah, it. that little baby is protected yeah. all the way around, honey. Getting the breast milk and everything. Okay. Listen, I was listen. not playing. I was not playing. And I think for me, it's different because I just, I've seen so many people die. Yeah. yeah. I've seen so many people die. Yeah. I've seen so many people die from this in the hospital. So for me, I was just like, okay, he's my number one. Yeah, I got to protect course. him. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So, it's hard. It's it's one of those things that I, I really hate bringing up like publicly because there's always yeah. an extreme person on each side. You know what I mean? And then I'm just like, I, I don't think anybody else should be able to tell you what you're going to do. I understand the fear of it, mm-hmm. but there's so much research and so many articles out there. Now right. I've 
I got both of my shots and boosted, and I'll probably get another boost. <laughs> like, and I'm, I'm not playing. Especially, you, I'm gonna be there with you. Yeah, because I'm, you know, I'm a flight attendant, and now we don't have to wear masks anymore. I so I'm like that. I don't love it. I don't love that because you know, funny yeah. thing, funny thing is, I actually used to mask up pre-COVID. So when I first got hired. I was, uh, I got hired in 2015 and I tell you the first year or two, I was sick every three, four months. So we weren't allowed to wear a mask at work, but I swear to you every single time I was in the airport on personal like flights or standby, or whatever, I had a mask on. Yeah. You were being exposed to a lot. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I just cannot keep getting sick like this. And I mean, you have so many people from so many different places. It's, I mean, it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in close quarters. You're in a, a little tube for however many hours you're going to get sick or you're going to have whatever it is that somebody else has. Yeah. So the first time I went out to an event most recently and I took my mask off for not even 10 minutes, not even, I don't even think it was five minutes. Oh my. I, I caught a cold, upper respiratory infection. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> you know. What I mean? And so I was like, well, that's one of the things I knew I was probably going to get a cold or something just mm-hmm. from taking it off. But I was like, good gracious. It's nuts. Nuts. But let's get back to why we're here because I just went off on a tangent. <laughs> when you started telling me about the COVID, sh- I said, wait a minute now. I had to, uh, I had to ask some questions question. on that one. <laughs> All right. So next question. What would you consider to be the best thing about starting your family in your 30s? I'm going to say one word, ready. Ooh, ready. I like ready. that. Explain. The reason why I say that is because everybody's definition of ready is different. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say ready as the broad word, um, because I feel like in the twenties is when you're partying, dating multiple people, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all the islands. Mm -hmm. Yes. You've experienced every single slice of life. Like had that, you've had that point where it's like, oh my God, I woke up with a hangover or (laughs) oh my God, I lost my credit card or like every single so I just feel like in 30s is like most of the time you're developed in your career. Mm-hmm. You are where you are. You know, financially you're stable. Mm-hmm. Ideally. Stable. You have mm-hmm. your friends. You know who your go-to friends are. Yeah. Mentally you're stable. Now, mm-hmm. a lot of things happen every single year like we saw. But yeah. mentally you're stable. Generally, yeah. You know yourself. And personally you're stable in the sense of you know yourself. You know who you want. Whoever you're dating mm-hmm. at the time. You guys have already had the conversation about marriage. You guys have mm-hmm. already had the conversation about, you know, your future. So I just think like 30 is more of the chapter where it's like, um, you just, you're ready. Yeah. You're ready. Whether it's, whether you want to get married, mm-hmm. you know, whether you want to adopt, whether yeah. you like, whatever it is that you want to start your family with or how. Mm-hmm. 30s is usually the time because it's yeah. like I, I can't even say no other word but ready <laughs> yeah no 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 I feel that it makes sense yeah like you just know yourself mm-hmm. um, and I, it's also like the step the next step yeah and I understand that as a, a single person in her 30s yeah I feel like I'm at peace now I don't know if you got to the point of peace but there's yeah. this like calming sensation and I probably say it way too much but I love my peace so with that though how do you think or are you able to to take that peace mm-hmm. and have it with the child because I know initially the first couple months that's probably yeah. enough but <laughs> no, the peace the peace is shook like yeah for sure it's a little shake shake <laughs> like um 
I would say no. I didn't have peace with her. <laughs> you better say. I'm not that. even gonna lie. After delivering that baby, my yeah. baby, I was like, ooh, ooh. I like that. Warm anxiety, anxiety. Oh, um, yeah. Got a whole but I think, life. I think I like the word peace in the mm-hmm. sense of you know you can handle it. Yes. Okay. If okay. anything was to happen, you know who you you have a support system. You okay. have that support financially, mentally. Like for instance, yeah. there was a situation where I didn't get sleep for like a whole twenty four hours, Oof. and I like because he just kept get like kept waking up, waking up, waking Aww. up. And I called my mom and I was like, "Mom, please, when you get off work, please come here and watch yeah. him for like five hours. Let me sleep." Aww. And so to me, that was part of my peace because in my mind, I already know who I already knew who to call. Yeah, I knew her answer. Yeah. <laughs> and I already knew that I could depend on her. She'll be here for five hours watching yeah. him. Let me sleep. So yeah. like. I do like the word peace and then financially support as well. Whoever your partner mm-hmm. is, I'm going to say a broad statement because everybody, you know. Of course, yeah. Um, whoever your partner is, they're your peace as well. Yeah. Like, they should be. Yeah, they should. <laughs> they should be. <laughs> if it happens to you or if you need a break, you should be able to call your partner and be like, Absolutely. hey, I need a break. And my partner was definitely that for me. Even though he was working more than me mm-hmm. at that time, he would come home and he would take over and I would let him sleep for two, three hours or stuff like that. So um, it was a very good partnership and that was part of my as well. I, I See, say. now I think that makes sense. And I want to talk about that for just a second. Mm-hmm. So having a, a partner that is supportive, because I know there's a lot of single, single parents out there. So for just a second, we're going to talk about the married folks, the partnered people. Mm-hmm. So having a partner that you can trust and support I feel like having that person prior to, you know, getting married, well, I mean, clearly prior to getting married, because that's who you're finding, right? Um, But prior to having a baby, really, Mm -hmm. I feel like that is so, like, that's key. You know what I mean? And I know um, there's so many people that go through relationships, and they just want to have a baby, but they just want to get married. And I understand the sentiment. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, finding somebody that you can count on, that you can trust, and you can support can make or break your entire yep. situation and experience. Yep. And that's why, you know, taking it back, right? I mean, I know this is going to rub some people the wrong way, but take, taking it back, that's why, like, back in the day, our parents were always pushed to us, get married before you have a family. Get I married get before you have a family. And, like, I know certain circumstances are not the best, you know what I mean? Of course. Things but, happen. But to be honest with you, it kind of is the best and it's not necessarily like you guys don't have to be married you yeah. know for the child but at least have someone stable and someone foundation yeah a good solid foundation before the child comes because when the child comes like y'all might not even have sex for like six months wow. you know what i mean y'all look, i'm like oh, wow. <laughs> months y'all might not even look at each other for six months oh, but yeah. in the back of your mind you know like that's he's holding me down yeah where she's holding me down and I know yeah. they're not going anywhere. They're here with me. You know, yeah, I, they're going through mom. it with you. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I used to always be like, no, dad, mom, because you know, the judgment <laughs> is in the back of the day, the way our parents think and stuff like that. Um, but I can see why. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Cause if anything happens to you and that your partner, you at least know that the child is there and they will always step up for the child. Like they were mm-hmm. when you guys were together. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's a part of, and just kind of bringing it back into the 30s versus 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a part of the 20s, right? Yeah. So you, you, to me anyway, you kind of 
flush some folks out. You figure out what you want. You figure out what you need in a partner in general, mm-hmm. whether you're doing it consciously or subconsciously. Um, but you find things that you like, things that you don't like. Um, right. And, and I think, yeah, you know what I mean? And I think it's so, so beneficial um, yep. just to wait. And not to say anybody is, you know, right or wrong for mm-hmm. having a baby whenever they do. But mm-hmm. I think that's some of the benefits of being able to wait until your 30s. Yes. So I like that. And so, some people like to have their babies early. Of course. And I, I, I absolutely understand that. Um, when you do have your baby early, just make sure that whoever you have it with is solid yeah. like a rock. Yeah. Because in the same 20s, same thing applies. Yeah. In, in our twenties, our emotions, we don't even know ourselves. Yeah. No joke. Oh my lot now that I'm in my thirties, I'm looking back in my twenties, I'm like over there, like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like you I'm telling you. I'm telling you, because I was a very different Erica back in my 20s. Hey. Um, and I, I just, it, it's like, you know, it's funny because I used to always hear the the older folks say, oh, you know, something about your 20s. They say 20s and 30s, I mean, um, 30s and 40s. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, something just happened. You know, I just like the best years of my life and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, actually, I feel that now being in my 30s. I'm like, I feel good. Ever mm-hmm. s- Something just changed and all of a sudden I just, things are going. You know what I mean? I'm like, I can, I can handle whatever's thrown at me. And it's kind of like what you were talking about. I, it's yeah. just a different, that piece. Yeah. That's the thing that comes to mind is my piece. And that's, yeah. I think, why I talk about that so much. Yeah. All right. So next thing, next question. So did you and your husband both want children? Okay. And did you talk about how many children you wanted and how far apart? Okay. How many? Okay. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of my questions on the first date. Uh, yes. That was okay. My- tell me answers. Tell me questions. How'd you say it? Come on. Um, I was like, are you interested in children? Do you like children? Mm-hmm. That's um, a big I guess before like that, I asked, I'm like, hey, how many siblings do you have? Because okay. siblings are, are a big thing. You know, I've, I found from me dating other men that the men that have more siblings tend to want children. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because I think they liked their upbringing and they liked the family that, feel, maybe yeah, a lot of, yeah. Feel. So, I first found out how many siblings he had a child. And I was like, um, I was like, do you want kids? And he was like, yeah. And um, as far as how many kids, mm-hmm. we knew we wanted one. Okay, that's good. Um, we're still on the board <laughs> about three. We know Ooh. we want another one. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, but we're still on the board about three. So as far as like how many, we, I didn't really go over that. I just knew that he wanted children. So I was like, okay. all right, good. That's that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, another important question too is when do you want to start? Ooh, That's I like that question because you know when do you because when he met me he said he was ready and I'm like mm-hmm. ready? ready for real you know <laughs> and I and you were what 25, 26, something like that. I was like okay. 25, 26. So I was very clear with him that I'm not ready now. Yeah, no, not and at that, all. You know, we definitely have to. You know, if this works out, we definitely have to get married first. Yeah. And I would like to enjoy you first. I love that. I made that clear. Yeah. I think that's a big question a lot of people don't ask. Yeah. My thing is communication. Because I I feel like a lot of what you're going through, and whether you ask those specific questions or not, I think it's much better, too, Mm -hmm. to get all the details up front. Mm -hmm. But just communication at each step, whatever you're feeling, however you're feeling. Mm -hmm. Listen, like, this is how I feel. What what do you think? You know? Right. Right communication right Right. i think the communication has to be clear and then another question too is what happens if there's a uh uh-oh you know what i mean there's a uh uh-oh are you big on a 
you know, abolishment? Are you big on? Not the abolishment. <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, what? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. Um, I just like, I like the way you said that abolishment. I was like, oh. <laughs> that got real, real. <laughs> are you born and after pill? I mean, yeah. you gotta get real. Whoever I feel you. You gotta be real with them. Like, yeah. And I mean, I think, I think that's actually a really good question. I, I think people tend to, to shy away from the abortion question. Yeah. Just because there's a lot of, you know, same thing with what you talking about, COVID, politics, it's all much like all in there some kind of way. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's a big question and, it, and it makes question. a lot of sense. Yes. Because if there's a mistake, yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh, for sure. A lot of people don't feel like any child's a mistake based on your religion. And I understand that. that too. Yeah. But I'm also a big thing when it comes to is it the right time and financial, yeah. you know, are you in the space? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? You don't want to bring a child to the earth and you don't have support. Absolutely. 1,000%. 1, 1,000%. So and I will tell any woman that you have a choice. You have, a choice. You have choices. You have, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I think that's another question, I mean, a comment to bring up as well as like, you know, are you the type of partner that will let me make the choice? Mm, the type of that's a good question. Like, no, we're gonna have this child. Yeah. See, then that that caused a whole other that's set of issues. Yeah. Podcast, honey. Yeah, but- yeah. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. <laughs> we can get all into that one. Hold on. <laughs> just listening to my friends' stories and things that they've been through, and just reading up on different things and different yeah. situations and stuff. I'm like, there's a lot of questions you gotta ask. Yeah. No joke. Yeah. I love that. You know, and it's funny. I, I mean, not funny, but it's some things that I, I actually didn't think about, you know, and I guess yeah. being being a woman um, with no kids. And I guess that's probably hindsight for you as well. Like thinking yeah. like, oh, you know, I should have asked or I did ask um, and just having those questions available yeah. and that communication. key. Yeah. And these are things that can just come up as like random conversations. You guys are dinner yeah. and like something comes up or you guys are watching a movie and the topic yeah. comes up. Like, yeah. you know, that's the whole point of dating. Everybody thinks yeah. some people think like dating is like going out to eat or no it's it's about the conversation too. yeah like, getting to know somebody before you really get to know that person because yeah. you are you may they might be your husbands it's a potential yeah. prospect so it's like yeah no i a 1000 percent get that mm-hmm. so for all the the ladies in their 20s go ahead listen up <laughs> listen up <laughs> the ladies in their 30s like me who haven't had the babies yet listen up this is what we're here for, yeah. <laughs> and it's not late. It's not late. It's not. Okay, it's you won't find you won't find the one. Trust me, child. You won't Listen, find the one. I'm all about my peace these days. If you can't, uh, if you can't come with the peace, baby, I don't, I can't have it. You can't have it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If that's that's my number one priority these yeah. days, and mm-hmm. a little cat that you probably just saw <laughs> rolling around here. <laughs> I did. I was like, yeah, he was moving. It's them so you might see the boat they just moving it's fine so next question is how do you think things would have panned out differently if you would have started your family earlier or later and explain mm. earlier i was thinking about that the other day mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh wow that would have been rough yeah how so rough. um i think that would have been rough because i still wanted to go out mm-hmm. i wanted to be out I wanted to be outside. Like I, when you know, when I first started dating my husband, we used to be out. Yeah. Weekend, every event, this that I I wanted to be out. So juggling a child, I knew I would have been (laughs) selfish at times. I already know I was very selfish in my twenties. Yeah. 
I was very See, but that's that's self-awareness. And I feel like that's what you need your 20s for. Yeah, I was yeah. partying this, that, going out, always at someone's event, always felt like I had to show up for someone's event. Yeah. Um, that would have been child. And I think as far as financially, I would have been okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have been okay. Mentally, I don't think, like I said, I would have been in that mindset of partying. Yeah. Socially... I would have been okay. Um, there's a couple of friends that didn't make it. Didn't make it. Didn't make it with it me happens. COVID. Um, it happened. Mm-hmm. So that that was a little like ooh ooh, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I think I would have been okay. I think right now I'm at a good eighty percent. Mm-hmm. Okay. I never give myself a hundred. I'm yeah. not perfect. Yeah. I think back then I probably would have been a good fifty to sixty. Ooh. Right? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. I think my whole mindset has changed. Yeah. yeah. Now, is that because you got pregnant or is that just because you got older? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. I want to say because I, I want to say a little bit of both. Mm, okay. Okay. I mean, once you see that child, you just know what you're living for. Yeah. Oh, wow. I like the way you said that. Mm-hmm. You know, like when, when you make certain decisions, you think about your child. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wow. Um, and... Um, later, I don't know if I would have done later. Mm, how so? Tell me. Because I'm a big, big, um, I read a lot. So the, the risk is higher. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and I'm the type of person that it's like, if I'm single and I ain't meet nobody by 40, then I'm just going to be the rich aunt. Yeah, listen. You know what I mean? I mean, I can try other medicines. Yeah, of course. IVF route and stuff like that. But I just feel like sometimes God just has a purpose. And if you don't necessarily find anyone that you are mm-hmm. attracted to or, you know, meet your qualifications, then mm-hmm. live it up and keep going, girl. Like, yeah. yeah. Not everybody's going to have kids. It's okay. That is accurate. That is 100% accurate. And I think a lot of that is society where you feel as a woman, like you have this pressure, like when are you going to get married? When are you going to have a baby? And some of us don't want that. I know plenty of women who don't want kids and who don't want to, or don't want to get married. Yeah, It's okay. Yeah. And you don't have to, everybody has their, their life. Every, you don't have to have the specific life. You know what I mean? Um, so I 100% agree with that. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm 32 now. So mm-hmm. I feel like, um, and I did have that pressure. So at 30, I was or I guess like 20, though. yeah, yeah, at 29, I was like, oh God, I like, I'm a man, I don't have a baby. So I started to panic. Mm-hmm. And so I went um, through the fertility clinic. Mm-hmm. And so I got all the way to the point of like looking at sperm donors and things like that. And then yeah. I was like, I'm doing this because I'm rushing. This is not the right reason to continue. Right. So I think around the time I was 30, uh, probably at yeah, 30 or mm-hmm. 31, about to turn 31, I started looking into adoption because I'm like, well, I really do want a baby. So that's that's the message. Like, I know that I want a family, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so I can do this some way. And mm-hmm. of course, <laughs> my mother's like, you don't have to have a man to have a baby. And I'm like, I hear that. I do hear it. But that support system that you were talking about earlier, that's real, right? And so when you're doing it by yourself and you know, your the grandparents ain't going to be over here babysitting all the time. You got to rethink that whole situation. Yeah, it like You got to buzz them up a little bit. Like, hey, baby, my parents are, are in their fifties and one is about to be 60. Now they are not about this, have an infant in the house life. Okay. <laughs> so they're like, listen, you gotta, you gotta have that baby knowing that 
you have some support outside of us. Mm-hmm. They were like, we will we'll be there to help when we can, but that don't depend on us like that. Mm-hmm. We're not the, every, you know, go to every time. They so I get it. Being real, so. Yeah. And, and that's what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's go to the next question. Okay. What considerations were made before you and your husband knew you were all, you were ready to have kids? Like, did you put anything in place, any plans or anything like that? We want, we want to, okay. So we made sure we at least had a townhouse or a house, okay. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Space. Um, my husband started doing the childcare dependent saving system type okay. thing. So every month he would put money into like a, cause we weren't sure if we were doing like, um, child care or nanny okay. or yeah like so he started that um what else did it? we made sure we had a good savings too because yeah. i always told him that like if i have the child i would like to stay home with them for at least mm-hmm. six months that was my yeah. goal um so we made sure we had a, a good amount of change mm-hmm. um and we talked a lot about it um I ended up, this child for me is a rainbow child Mm -hmm. um, because my first pregnancy didn't make it, but it was Mm -hmm. more so like a chemical pregnancy. Um, And the chemical pregnancy is kind of like, it usually all happens in one week. And it's usually that that one week that the egg and the sperm meet and, you know, the implantation process doesn't work. So basically the, the egg wasn't, I mean, the, the fetus wasn't even, it wasn't nothing. It was just egg and the sperm didn't connect, but somehow I still had an implantation process going on. My body was like, okay, you must be pregnant. Giving me the signs and symptoms I was, but when they took ultrasounds, nothing's there. So technically I had a miss, you know what I mean? I had a miscarriage. They still that so i think when we when we went through that that was a kind of like because when i first found i was pregnant i was like oh shit, i'm about to do this <laughs> it's happening um, and i think it was a lot of um it was a lot of like counting my calendar mm. watching my process. Mm-hmm. Oh, when that happened i literally threw the calendar away i bought uh-huh. the full ovulation kit i threw it away i don't even know where that thing is at <laughs> and my husband was like let's just go for four. like just Free ball. Yeah. <laughs> Not the free ball, baby. <laughs> let's, just, let's, just, let's just do whatever. Let's just have fun. Yeah. And, yeah. And I got pregnant. So I just think that that was also a preparation for me because mm. I think when you know you want to get pregnant, you start to like really listen into all these mm-hmm. like it becomes work. Yeah. Like yeah. patient this, count this. No, yeah. just just do it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just have fun with it. And I think that also prepared me in the sense of like to be more relaxed because I can get, I can get, my anxiety can get really high. Um, I do believe I'm a true Virgo. So I like to think I'm a planner. So Mm -hmm. it's like, me too. do something, tell me what time. (laughs) I need it down to the moment. Yeah. (laughs) I have a calendar. For instance, like today I put in my calendar, girl. That's why I was asking. Yes. Yes. Come Um, on. I'm not always on time though, but it happens to the I best of us. <laughs> I think those are some big considerations I took into. Um, yeah. Okay. I, took into, I started looking about. So, um, yeah, those are, I mean, that was it, I would say. And those yeah. are some really good points. All yeah. right. So next question for you, though. How was your experience being pregnant and during delivery? Do you think mm-hmm. things would have been different had you had kids earlier or later? Mm. I think if I would have had a child earlier, I probably would have snapped back quicker. 
Mm, that snapback. See, but let's talk about that for a second. I don't know if that snapback is real. Some people just have the jeans, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I, I understand the snapback. I don't want to like, I don't want women to feel like they have to snap back. And if they yeah. don't, something's wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, I think honestly, it's just your, your genetic makeup. So I think yeah. the term snapback is not a good term. <laughs> um, but what I will say is that I was a little bit more in shape when I was younger. Yeah. I was I working. We out. all were. Cause my, I was working mm. less. We all okay. were, right? Yeah. <laughs> that metabolism, baby. Yeah. So I would say, let me say that because that's genetics. That's yeah, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, during pregnancy, I had a good pregnancy. The only issue I was having is I did have fibroids. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so five. I mean, I do have fibroids. Yeah. Um, so fibroids. There was one night I was experiencing like really bad pain. I thought I was in labor, and I was only in the um, second trimester. So oh, when I no. got yeah. hospital, they did an ultrasound. They were like, "No, it should it should be a fibroids. The baby looks okay." Yeah. And then that's when they really dinged to me like, "Wow, I." you know, these, I do have fibroids because I've always been told in the past, but I've never had mm. like serious, serious, um, I've never had hard, hard periods in the sense of yeah. like, I can't go to school. I'm yeah. like, my, you know, they've been pain free for the most part. So That's during good. pregnancy is when I, when, the, when I started to experience those cramping. Yeah. It happened like once a month. Okay. And so wow. what I realized is, is, you know, as my progesterone and estrogen, mm-hmm. LH, all those hormones were going up, it was also feeding into the, yeah, yeah. the fibroid and the blood flow and all that. So that's one thing I would say I definitely experienced that no one talks about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the delivery was great, um, but it is important to make sure you have a healthcare provider that you're comfortable with. Mm, I did okay. a really Talk big more about that. that was another thing I did before I got pregnant, I forgot to mention research mm-hmm. your doctor, research your OBGYN office, mm-hmm. the office that you're comfortable with. Make sure you go there. Don't just pick anybody else. You know, yeah. I mean? yeah. So the office that I was doing all my GYN visits, I was very familiar with them. Okay. I got pregnant, they told me immediately, they're like, listen, we know you see this doctor, but you're going to see all of us. Yes. The on-call schedule is crazy. Yeah. Could be anybody. Who are you going to have? So I liked that. I Mm -hmm. did everybody I felt comfortable with. Um, During delivery, I actually made it past the 40 weeks. Okay. So on the day I was due, I went to the hospital. Mm -hmm. I went to do my um, OB visit and... The doctor that saw me is the doctor that actually wanted to deliver me. Oh, nice. Okay. So I saw her and I was like, she was like, okay, we can, we can come back in a week or we Ooh. can this week. Yeah. And I said, what's your, what's your schedule? Yeah. <laughs> when are you said, available? Today <laughs> or tomorrow. I said, okay, I'm there tonight. Yeah. I love it. L- <laughs> listen at you. Uh, right there. Give me, <laughs> just give me a couple minutes. <laughs> process, everything. And she delivered wow. my baby. So. I just think, and I felt very comfortable mm-hmm. um, because you know, there's a whole different topic on black maternity health. Like, yes. Yes. And I'm glad you mentioned that. Yes, ma'am. That yes, is ma'am. A whole another podcast child, but we yep. talked a little bit about it, but I yep. think it's very, very important to make sure I'm not going to just say black provider because I'm mm-hmm. a black female. Mm-hmm. I think it's important that you have a black provide. I mean, I think it's important that you have a provider mm-hmm. that listens to you and supports you and that you yes. feel comfortable with because one of my girlfriends just had a baby and her provider was white yeah she, she loved that's her second child 
Yeah. She loves her provider. So I'm yeah. not going to get into the race card here, right? Yeah, yeah I understand it, though. I understand what you're saying. I'm going to say you need to make sure you have a provider that you trust. Because mm-hmm. the one I had, I trusted her. Yeah. So before we had the baby, she like came to me, was hugging me, and she was just like, "You can do this, mm-hmm. big baby. Well, we gonna do this." Yeah. <laughs> she, was like, real. she was just very honest. Yeah. And that's my whole thing as a healthcare provider. Please be honest with me. If something's yeah. not going right, let me know. I would um, agree with that, and I think even honest. yep, and even just taking it out of um, pregnancy and OBGYN. Any provider, because even, like I said, I haven't had a baby yet, but I know I've had to leave some physicians because I just feel like they either don't care about me or they're just nasty or, you know, you could say that you're in pain or whatever the case is. And they're like, oh, it's something else. And I'm like, no, no, I'm telling you what I'm feeling. You know what I mean? So I completely agree. um, And I would second that one. Make sure whoever you you see, you trust. Are you listening to me? Yes. Yes. Listen, like. And that's something that, you know, I tried to, you know, I try to enforce in myself every day when I see patients. I'm mm-hmm. like, I just sit there and keep quiet. Like, I'm listening. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to hear your concerns. I want to hear how you feel. Um, so, yeah, that, those are the two. That was a lot of those are the biggest things I would say that happened during my pregnancy and mm-hmm. as far as delivery goes. I like it. So yeah. do you think that it would have been different had you had the baby later? <laughs> look at that face <laughs> I, don't, I mean if i no i don't think so yeah i don't think so um i think the only thing that that probably would have changed if i had it later is that i would be a little bit more where i want to be financially in the sense okay. of like i plan on doing you know i started a business so mm-hmm. my business probably would have been more successful later on you know will be mm-hmm. more successful in the future um i'll probably be in a bigger house mm-hmm. um I, I mean i don't know i think health wise that's when a little bit gets concerning for me for sure for sure um but no i don't think i don't think there will be any changes later i probably wouldn't be able to have as much kids as i want to that's have. yeah well i don't know there was a 66 year old lady in brazil <laughs> that had twins i don't know <laughs> I don't even know the kind of kids I want to have. But, um, yeah. I think mean, that's about it. Yeah. No, I feel that. Okay. And so I want to ask you, what did waiting to start your family do for you and your husband's relationship? We got into every freaking fight you can think of. <laughs> about anything and everything? Is that what you're telling about me? Everything, yeah. Even that's actually after, probably a good thing. Yeah. I think waiting after you get married is very important. Yeah. Talk and more about that. Because I got attacked. <laughs> verbally oh, at a friend's baby shower because I mentioned that. Oh, yeah. Everybody it's looking. an unpopular what? opinion, I'm what? sure. They were like, no, she, she gonna have her kids right away, have yeah. your kids right away. Da, da, da. And yeah. my biggest advice was wait. Yeah. Whether Explain. Go ahead, talk about. Wait. And the reason why I said is because you think you know your partner, you don't. <laughs> sign, honey, they might be a little bit of change. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know some people move in after or before so I, yeah. I move in, in with my husband until like six months before the wedding okay okay so I had like six months to kind of before to get to know him really I, to really get I, to know I, him <laughs> um but I think after you get married that's when like the family dynamic comes mm. in-laws oh yes okay that's okay important. 
that's important because talk you about really, that you really start to get to know each other mm-hmm. uh, me and my husband moved in when i moved in with my husband the in-laws would come by his his mom his dad my mom my dad so we got and i kind of really got to see the dynamic between mm-hmm. him and my parents and he got to see the dynamic between me and his parents you yeah know I mean? like because you know my parents took him in as a son right right my parents took me as a daughter so yeah. things like that um money you're bringing two accounts together yeah. you're bringing two two accounts together yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so pause right there for just a second now do you think it's necessary um and i guess learning from your your 20s about money and things some people don't really learn until they're in their 30s or 40s or whatever about you know right. finance and money right. so how do you feel about that and do you feel like it, it was necessary to blend your finances so i think in your 20s you need to know how much you how much you make mm-hmm. and you need to learn how to save for sure one thing i didn't do i didn't invest okay yeah that's I a big invest. one mm-hmm. um and you need to budget yes like budgeting dollars yes. pair of shoes and i only got 500 dollars in my account you know what I mean? Can you buy yeah. the shoes or are you going to go grab your credit card to buy the shoes? Yeah, yeah. Little decisions like that. You got to mm-hmm. learn to kind of sway away from temptation when it comes mm-hmm. to things like that. Um, and I learned that in my 20s. So when I got to my 30s, I felt financially stable because okay. I could be able to make the decision like, no, you don't need these Dior sunglasses. You don't. Yeah. Are you sure? Are you sure you don't need them? The little, no. the little devil on the side, <laughs> the angel on the devil. You sure? No, you sure? Don't You're cute, right? Because <laughs> rent is due next week. Like, yeah, hello. Things like hello. That. Yeah. Things like that. I got that. Um, so that's why I would I would say it's very important in the twenties to kind of learn finances, and I think us as Black people we just are very ignorant to the issue. Um, it's I, unfortunate. I, I think I'm there's to talk about our people because that's yeah. I'm I'm our people. I'm Black. Yeah. I can't talk about nothing else. I think so. I think that's the biggest thing, and and I feel very strongly about it, and I always have. Mm-hmm. I've been from the time I think I was like twelve. I've been all about personal finance and budgeting. That's one of my favorite past times which is real strange I love to budget right okay I feel like that is one thing we need more education on in general you know what I mean and I that that's one of my my goals in life um to bring more financial education and more financial awareness to folks to Mm -hmm. to to black people and people of color in general yeah so that's I'm glad you mentioned that because that's that is a huge thing and that does definitely um it could either take your your relationship somewhere else you know it could benefit or it could deter so because i mean think about like you could have had a partner who is horrible with money or vice versa Mm -hmm. how would you you know figure that out would the relationship work something you need to talk about when you're dating because because one thing i noticed is that once i got married i started to i started to realize how much he said like how he spends his money Mm mm-hmm I didn't notice that before you were the, you know what I mean? I don't care. Yeah, your money was your money. My money was my money. You know yeah. what I mean? But when, when our money's like, when our finances came together, I'm like, okay, this is the kind of stuff you spend your money on. And then he yeah. realized what, what I spent my money on. Yeah. Um, Things like decor, girl. Like, okay, are we paying the, you know, little things awesome. like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, why is orange? Right now it's orange. I won. But. <laughs> Um, <laughs> little things like that, like yeah. who's cooking, who's going to clean the house, how yes. are we cleaning the house? Yeah, you know, like different responsibilities. Who's cutting the grass? Like, yeah. 
Now, did that did that change after having a baby? Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. So tell me more about that. Um, I have a cleaning crew that comes. There you I go. That. Yep. I no. totally, <laughs> totally agree with that one. <laughs> I just in between. Yeah, for sure. No girl. I've heard people say that before, and it it takes a load off. They say. Yes. 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 I yes. love it. Um, we have somebody that stays with us that helps with the baby now. Okay. I was big. I was a big before. We Is had that like an au pair? Yes, but okay. um, we didn't do an au pair. We actually okay. have my in-law. Okay. Um, my husband's grandmother's sister that stays with us. Okay. So we call her grandmother because, you know, that's just yeah. the culture thing and mm-hmm. just respect um she stays with us so she helps with the baby as well Love it. Um, the beginning it was very hard for me because in my head i was like okay when mike's off he gonna have the baby when i'm off i'm gonna have the baby yes the schedule didn't work like that it didn't Makes work sense. like that so i had to just be like okay i gotta have somebody help and that mm-hmm. was a big thing for me because i'm always the type of person that likes to take all responsibility like i can I do get that. that but sometimes when you have the baby you just gotta look i need help yeah, and I get that. So how did that that new scenario now affect the marriage and change that now having somebody else live with you? It affected it. I mean, the, um, the good thing is that she's family. Yes, of course. So yeah. I'm, I'm very acquainted with her. So mm-hmm. I, I'm, I have a relationship with her. And this even happened before the marriage. Okay. So I okay, was good. very comfortable with her staying with us. Okay. I think the biggest thing is that the way my husband and I run the household is different. Than what she's used to. Mm-hmm. So we kind of had to break it down as far as rules and what to do and what not to do and how yeah. you should do this and how you should do that. And that was a little frustrating in the sense of like just communicating because she's a lot older than me. Yes. yes. You know, and when you're talking to an older individual, you want to talk to them in a certain way because mm-hmm. if not, they're going to think that you're being very sarcastic or rude. Mm-hmm or talking down to them yeah and i'm a virgo i'm very blind so i had to yeah <laughs> i had to figure out how to say certain things though and i'm still learning that today yeah so yeah. um that'll help with the baby too <laughs> yes and relationships husband all of that yeah. yes so because of that the way i talk to my husband is way different than when than the way i talked to him when we didn't have kids Got it. Um, I'm a little bit more caring and I'm okay. a little bit more kinder. Like, okay. Um, I love those things. Yeah, definitely. Because before I used to be very cut and dry. Yeah. <laughs> but now the baby said, I show a little bit of emotion when I talk. Yeah. Um, and I also make sure I ask him first, how are you feeling before I say oh, I something? I love that. Yeah. Um, now, that's great self-awareness. And yeah, that's so that's, interesting how that's changed you. Yeah. And and don't get me wrong. He's told me a couple times. Mm, oh, oh, okay. Okay. So he he put the light on. He's like, wait a minute. All right now. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's why, you know, marriage is important because whoever your partner is, they have to be real with you. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So he's like, okay, the way you're talking to me is not it. Yeah. I love that. Commun- I mean, it just boils down to the same thing we talked about. Communication yeah. is key. And I had to kind of swallow it and I'd be like, the reason why I'm talking like this is because I haven't slept in 12 hours. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. You know. And be able to apologize. Yeah. That is a big, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the apology thing I'm still working on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, All right. We're right. Self-awareness. 
Self-awareness. But self-awareness is, is my self-awareness has definitely gone up since the baby girl. Yeah. That's one thing that I, I didn't even know I who like that. every day I look at the mirror, I'm like, okay. So yeah, I would say those are the biggest changes. Um, I love it. Since the baby, but yeah. Okay. Well that's yeah, I was gonna say, take a deep <laughs> breath. I see you. <laughs> It's all right, not getting. I love that. I'm talking to you. It's like going. You're running through, and that's what I was just gonna say. I love that you can actually kind of like go through and like see how it's going. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's wonderful, and that's what yeah. conversations are about. One yeah. to learn and look back, and then to help others. Right. Yep. That's that's why we're doing it. We're talking to people who are going through, or have been through, or about to go through what you've been through. Yeah. And so it's that's what I wanted to do. I, I wanted this platform. Um, just to have so that we could all kind of talk in a safe space, right? So we all kind of go through things. Everybody can get the things off their their chest. We can talk about the unpopular opinions, you know? We can talk about whatever we need in a safe environment, and that is what I wanted. So I want to thank you so much for coming in. I have one more question because I don't want to take up too much of your time, but uh, let's get right into it. So the last question is, do you have any advice for any women or, or partners, couples who have waited or want to wait to have, you know, to have children or start family in their 30s. Kind of piggybacking off of what I was saying earlier, just make sure whoever you want to start a partner with, right? Regardless of your sexuality, mm-hmm. make sure they are very supportive and you feel comfortable in the sense of you can depend on them. The mentality yeah. is very important dependability support positivity mm-hmm. um another thing i'm not even going to talk about the money thing because nowadays is mm, yeah. um i think it's important but i think it's just hard especially hard. with covid and yeah it's hard so that's prices because i'd be like no financially yeah. girl, <laughs> none of us can None of us can afford it. It's crazy out here. Seriously? I mean, we didn't even get into the cost of like daycare today. Like nuts. So I get it. I get oh, yeah. it. They should have some financial stability, stability. that you're comfortable yeah. with. If yes. you are comfortable with him making a hundred thousand dollars a year, that's it. If yeah. you're not, then that's your opinion. But yeah. whatever financial ability you're comfortable with, I will say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but nowadays with with everything psychiatric wise that's going on because mm-hmm. of COVID, mentally is very important. So you want to make sure that person mentally supports you. Very 100%. positive. You can depend on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a, another point I would say, just make sure you have fun. Have have your fun first. Yeah. Or you have your family. A lot of people are gonna come and be like, "Oh, you can have fun with your kids." Blah, blah, blah. Come on, y'all. We know that once you have that child, <laughs> things change. Yeah, they change one thousand percent. Your twenties, you're allowed to go out at four. You know, come back four a.m. <laughs> sleep till two, three, four p.m. Yeah. And the but with that the baby child, is not gonna have it. Yeah, yeah. I don't care what nobody says. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you lying. Even with a nanny, you can't. So yeah. I don't I hear I that. When you have a child, you naturally wake up. Like, for instance, my son's not here today. I just naturally woke up at 6, p- 6 a.m. regardless. Yeah. yeah. used to getting up before he gets up. You know what yeah. I mean? So I would say enjoy your 20s first. Mm-hmm. Make all the mistakes. Um, huh? Make all your mistakes. <laughs> learn yourself. If you're mm-hmm. not going to learn somebody else, please learn about yourself first. Please. And if you hit 28, 29, or 27, and you like, I'm ready, those are the key points you want to make sure you hit first. Make sure yeah. you 
that supportive partner. Make sure you know yourself. And then have fun. I mean, yeah. That those are my those are my biggest advice. Uh, and that's just personally what I've been through. Mm-hmm. Um, it worked for me. Um, and I don't regret it. I'm I'm happy I waited till 30s. I'm so yeah. happy. Looking at my 20s, I'm like, what? <laughs> so I was still sleeping on the couch after coming out from the club. Yeah. My room. That poor baby would have been in there like, where's my mama? Where's where's my mama? Though? <laughs> Waking up, seeing me with the clothes from last night. Like, come on, y'all. I'm being real. That's just me. <laughs> like, no, why your hair look like that? You're Jesus. Like, oh, yes. oh, because I came up from the club. I didn't watch Makeup smeared. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, come on, y'all. <laughs> So I just, love it, but it's real. Yeah. It's it's yeah. so real. And I love I that. I think people forget we only have one life to live. Hello. Talk to them. I wish I had a little bell. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Enjoy yeah. the moment. If you want to go to that concert, if you want to go out, hang do out, it. do it. Because once you have children. And, and, and one thing I learned is like with, with my child, like with any, with, with kids, they watch their parents. They're li- like, they could be playing games and you think they're not paying attention to you. Sponges. That's everything. Yes. Sponges. They're watching. Absolutely. Everything. They're watching everything. Like mm-hmm. he took a spoon the other day and was doing this to the plate because I was like, they learn, they're watching you. So you want to be the best you can be mm-hmm. of your child because they're watching you literally. I love it. Yes. I hope that everybody got something out of that. Um, this this episode, I feel like, was so necessary. And it hit on a lot of pieces and a lot of parts that I think people don't really talk about publicly or a lot. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, so I'm so grateful to have you here. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Once again, before we get out of here, just let everybody know um, where they can follow you and, you know, your name of your business, things like that. So I'm actually on um, Instagram. You can follow my business. Um, <laughs> I started a new business called the New Me Aesthetics. Um, we are a black-owned, women-owned um, med spa that provides Botox and filler services. I mean services. So we are the type of business that we just want to bridge the gap. Um, mm-hmm. We treat all types of women. Um, minorities included and we um, just want to help you make you feel like the new me I love um, it. hint the name when you yeah. um, <laughs> I love it I love it so if you're interested and you love aesthetics and you're interested in getting some services done definitely hit us up on Instagram um, and love to see you there DM us. Sure. give us uh, give us the hashtag for it so it's a new me aesthetics. So it's going to be a N U M E E aesthetics. Um, so when you type that in, you'll get it right away. Um, I love it. And just DM us if you're interested. We also have our phone number and everything on there for you to book us. Wonderful. And are you guys um, based in Maryland? So we're based in we're based in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, my partner and I, we can come anywhere in Maryland. Um, we right now we're doing like a concierge service so okay. we can come to your home and do the services we're working on getting a location in columbia okay. um, wonderful so just in the area you can also come by and get services done another addition that we're going to be adding in the future is laser hair removal love it you'll see me for that we're <laughs> <laughs> big on that yeah so by the end of the year we'll have that service added i love it and we'll be providing that service yep 
Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Obene. And thank what I'll do you. is I'll have all that information in the description so everybody okay. can get to you. Okay. Um, and wonderful. I appreciate you. So we're out. We'll see you next episode. I want to truly thank you all so much for tuning in today. And I want to thank Miss Obene for coming in and spending time and sharing her wisdom with us. Also, be sure to tag at Next Step Nonstop if you have any comments or questions for me or any topic suggestions. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in. And until we meet again, I wish you healthy minds and happy travels. <laughs>